When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listening to the Football Man Cave Radio Show. Live from the city of the footballing universe. Manchester. Hello, good evening. We are back. It is Monday night at 6 o'clock. We are live for the next two hours. It is just me and Lovey this week. We are going to kick off the show with our spotlight artist this week. It's 15-year-old Joey Greener with his latest track, PA System. Oh 
was Joey Greener and his uh, latest track, PA System. Uh, that is out actually on Thursday, the 13th of May. Um, you'll, you'll find him actually across the socials at Joey Greener, right across Facebook and Instagram. He's also on Spotify along with every other uh, streaming site. And he is also playing at the Why Not Festival this year if you want to go and see him live. Great little tune. Um, I was impressed with that. What about you, Lovey? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it sounds a lot older than his age, though, doesn't it? Crazy, that, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. That's, um, I think he's, I don't know how many tracks. In. I know he's put out a fair few. You say he's 15? 15, yeah. 15, and his voice sounds deeper and older than mine. Looks, looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's just me and you today. The joys? I know. Are you excited? Uh, well, I speak to you every day, so <laughs> it's no. just like normal, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> uh, right, what have we got coming up on this show? We're going to be chatting about Bolton's dramatic turnaround to um, now obviously getting promotion. Salford missing out in the playoffs. Where did it go from here? We're going to be touching on Oldham, Wigan and Rochdale. Stockport's promotion. Um, obviously, they're close. To, they're in the mix. So we're going to see, obviously, have a look into them a little bit more. We've not really touched on them, have we? No. United, obviously Cavani's just just signed a contract, it's just come through on Sky Sports, so we're going to have a look and see, um, do they need another striker, get involved, if you think they do, and who, uh, our socials are, Football Man Cave, right across Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We've also got Lovey's Legendary Tales, which is uh, obviously on the back, we, we've singly, not together, because that would be quite weird, watched <laughs> ours, the BT Sport film, about uh, Berry AFC um, Phoenix clubs, Phoenix clubs, yeah. basically, yeah. And from that, we've got Ebb's Fleet United, which is just a crazy, crazy story. We've also got Ian's pub quiz with a little bit of a twist this week because we haven't got a third. I'm third definitely wheel. winning this week, aren't I? Reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Half time request if you've got any requests, give us a shout and let us know. Um, the social, obviously, we're going to be chatting. It's uh, the last weekend of the EFL, so get at us with your reactions, out the summary of your team over the season let us know what you think if you're a Stockport fan get in touch if you think they'll go up automatically if you're a Man United fan let us know if you think we need another striker City obviously it looks like it's getting moved to Wembley Portugal's been put in there as well today I think so what do you think of the venue changes and obviously the defeat does it mean anything when it comes to uh, the the big prize and uh, I think we'll get into 1975 The Sound and then we'll crack right into a bit of EFL talk. Okay, you listen to Ian and Love It on the Football Man Cave. Right, Love It, let's get into it. Cracking weekend of uh, football. Bolton finally secured their promotion. Salford, which was weird. Did you see? I didn't realise Salford got delayed an hour because they had a waterlogged pitch. Right, okay. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so they got delayed an hour. So they kicked off at four, but the rest of the league kicked off at three. Mm. So it could have played in their favour because obviously by about half time, they would have known... What the results were and stuff. Um, As it happened, it didn't matter. They they missed out by two points. They finished eighth, two points behind Tranmere. What do you think? Uh, Gary Bowie has obviously gone back to Derby now. He's resumed his role as academy manager. So they're on a hunt for another manager now. So is that the... Fourth one? Yeah. Fourth one in two, three years? Two years, yeah. Jesus. It's crazy, man, because we feel I feel like we, we kind of slate them a lot on Yeah, we give them a bit of a shipping, don't we? Yeah. Um, but, like, I just don't know what they do from this point now. Is it? Did you say Roy Keane, Sam Allardyce? Roy Keane, and, Sam Allardyce and Warren Joyce have all been 
put in the mix. I, yeah, hats in the mix, basically. It's, I think, I think if Sam Allardyce goes, it's ridiculous. It's, I mean, just been relegated with West Brom. He'll obviously have the chance to manage in the Championship. He's only going so for for me if he drops down to League Two for money. It's it's got to be a pretty penny that, he yeah. go, that he's going to. Uh, I can see Roy Keane. I can see the the thinking behind Roy Keane, but should you really work for mates? No. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's no, I, I don't. I don't think that 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 would be a well thought out plan. That bringing Roy Keane in. I know he's gone and watched quite a few of the games. Yeah, to be yeah, fair, yeah. but I just think Gary Neville, Roy Keane, the history that they've got in, within. You see him on Sky Sports. Well, the vicar in there. Yeah, they? they fall out with each yeah, other yeah. on Sky Sports. I mean, like sort of playful banter, really. But um, I just think that going off though, well, obviously, love his legendary tales. A few weeks back, Roy Keane's managerial career isn't too bad no that will I mean the Ipswich Town um, that, that position yeah, that, that bit, ruined him a little yeah. bit but, the, but to the be an assistant career. manager of a national league uh, sorry national team yeah yeah he's got to have some clout on it of course well him, him and Martin O'Neill had a really good relationship didn't they yeah yeah uh, but I just think that I, I, I don't know where they go from this point you know no. what I mean and like I said I, f- I feel like we do bash them a little bit on this show but I just, I just wonder where they're gonna like what the next step is because it's got to be a future project for a manager to come in and really look at building an infrastructure. Like if you look at the the guys that own that club, who they played for and played under, and the structure that he built within Manchester United. Yeah. Like you've surely they're trying to recreate that, but when you live it and you're in it to re- recreate it and then be in it so that it's too difficult for them to like right let's take our time all right and we'll see yeah, yeah. Th- it's just not happening it's like it's very rushed we, we've said it numerous times and i used to say it when they were in national league north they planned for the league above at all times yeah so their their roadmap as such was like they're in league two now we're going to get league one players to prepare us to get in league one and i always feel like i think somebody said um they were about four years five years ahead of where, where they, they need should, to be yeah basically so obviously these couple of seasons in League 2 I think have done them good missing out on playoffs completely this year again we'll, we'll do them good and maybe just reassess a little bit of the direction because obviously with, with Gary Neville on Sky Sports constantly banging on about managers and giving them time and stuff like that and then obviously what's going on Yeah, I know there's six of them that own or run Salford City but he seems to be the one that gets the most flack because obviously he's the one who's who's most vocal well, well exactly he's, he's the face on a, yeah. on a, on a show uh, but I, I think they've also got don't forget they all own 10% yeah, yeah. stakes of the of, of this company of, of Salford City and then you've got um, Peter Lim who owns Valencia who are, they're in a mess at the minute yeah, yeah. Um, you've got him who owns the, the other 40 60% or whatever 40%, it is 40% yeah. yeah he owns 40% and I think that what he's suggesting and the money that he's putting in must be playing a massive part like because no disrespect to uh, well not even no disrespect but like Gary Neville and them guys they know what they've lived um, a a growth and development from you know from Manchester United coming through whereas Peter Lim is a businessman so he would must be his input must be of of a level where they're like Jesus, we need to we need to get a manager that's yeah. going to do a good job yeah. rather than let's take our time. I mean, Manchester United have took their time and bided their time of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And you ask many United fans now, and they they love the fact they can see, like you said this a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah. you can see the the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, you know see what that I mean? progression. Well, now obviously we've got into a final, and I said a few weeks back that if we get into a final, for me that's progression. That's the next step. 
obviously now we're in the final, I want to win it, but yeah. it's the next, we've got to pass that semi-final, win the final, and sometimes it's tough, especially football nowadays, where it's it's instant, 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 which is pretty much the way of the world. But I think sometimes with football, you've got to have that patience. You've got to just yeah. ride out the storm sometimes, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear if Salford City fans are listening, uh, get in touch with us uh, on Football Man Cave right across the socials or jump on manchesterradio.co.uk, scan the WhatsApp and uh, WhatsApp us who you think or who you'd like as your next manager. Uh, we're going to jump onto Bolton because obviously Bolton promoted at the first attempt, which nobody apart from I've not seen any I don't know about you I've not seen anybody who's had a bet on him but they were 18th 19th I think it was at the beginning February, of February yep. and they've, they've what they've finished they've third, third yep. um, what, three promotion. points behind Cheltenham who won the league Yeah, that's mad It's. It, I just think that the time that they've given the manager uh, I think if fans are in I think it'd been a different story but I think fans not being there have aided some clubs I don't, I, yeah maybe but Again, uh, the consortium that's took over that's took over the club um, seem to be doing things right yeah. and really really well um, because they've they've brought him in from Barrow uh, from non-league football. They didn't have they didn't want to spend much money on bringing in new players, so they had to find like bargains yeah. and they had to find players at lower level uh, that was seasoned or had an ability to work hard and get results. Uh, and I think the style of football isn't too bad as well. So when you watch yeah. them, yeah, it's, good football. Uh, it's a very, very good style yeah. of football. It's, it's possession-based and the attack, um, which I like. Uh, they're becoming, <laughs> becoming one, of, one of my favourite clubs, to be fair. You've just started a FIFA 21 career mode, haven't Mate, you? I have, yeah. <laughs> uh, just to try and get them into the Prem and, and, and do a bit with them. But I'm, I'm, I'm just as fickle as most fans. I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably get, get uh, to the Championship and then leave and go to City or United yeah. or something like that. <laughs> But I, I like I like what they've done and, and, and um, how they've done it, and that they've given the manager time. I think he's a good manager. I think he's got. Yeah. Uh, he's. I mean, the celebrations on the weekend. Uh, mm. the, he was about to do a, a presentation, uh, an interview, and the, the fans just come and uh, the players just come and jumped yeah. all around him. Just I think he'll learn so much. Obviously, for him, that's back to back promotions. Yeah. As well, yeah. he's had a rocky six months or half a season as it is, and he's learned how to get through that. So he's had like in the space of two years, the best of all worlds, and his promotions, yeah. the bad times, the rough times, and hopefully he can get. Uh, uh, what would you reckon? What would, what would a betting be on a triple promotion? That'd be good. I think that I think that just on on the facts that he's gone through the lows, I think that helps. Yeah. Because it, it, it shows that him as a manager can, turn, up as can a turn, Well, I think yeah. it, I think it shows that he can turn things around. Yeah. I mean, they brought in a couple of players in in January, and that that helped them massively once they once they learnt the way uh, the manager wanted them to play. They then started to um, the the. the Performances started to started to increase and, and and then they started to get results off the back of it. But I, I one one of the things for me is as I don't know the consortium who own the club. I don't know how much money they've got. Uh, it'd be interested to hear from uh, the Bolton fans to see who what players they think they would like to bring in. Yeah. Are these current players that they've got like Lloyd Isgrove and, and uh, what's he called the forward uh, Ian Doyle? Ian Doyle, yeah, yeah. Uh, are they good enough to do it in a, d- a division above? Uh, is the system and the style of football that they're playing is that good enough for them to move up into League One? Because I, I honestly don't think that the, the step from League Two to League One is is different is much no. different. It's I don't know what we've talked on this show a little bit about the step from um, National League up into um, 
the football league is is a big step because you've got the transfer windows and uh, you've got to abide to um, fair play policies and, and financial stuff. But I think that the step from League Two to League One, I think that that's not much of a. Um, I don't think it's much of a big step in terms of um, skill within the players and and then the the challenge. I think I think I think they could they could sit nicely in like eighth place next yeah. season with the current crop of players that they've got. Well, that's not, it. It's, it's solidifying, isn't it? Obviously, getting into that League One again, mm. making sure you can stay in the league and then move on. And I think a lot what a lot of maybe not fans but owners they'll get into a new league the size of Bolton. Right, we need to go up. But I said this about Salford when they got into the league two years ago. And even Stockport, when they were international league, solidify yourself in that league because mm. it's new to you. Obviously, for Bolton, realistically, if you look at it, it's a brand new team, brand new manager, brand new owners. Solidify yourself, build, move up, instead of getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. That Going back to um, Owen Doyle. Owen, Ian Doyle? Second top scorer. One. Second top scorer. He was top scorer last year in league two. Yep. So they've got a, a proven goal scorer there. He did a job at uh, Bradford as well. Yeah. In, in League One, so he's he's not he's not a, not a bad forward to be fair. No, he, he he might do all right, and like I say, the the caliber of signings have paid off. The only the only thing the only hindrance I would say is they've had a lot of loanies, and if they can't turn them loanies to permanence, then they're gonna they're, they're gonna lose like what six seven players out of the squad. Well, because I'll, maybe a lot of them would like, we'll get in, see how you do, a little bit like that. So if you get promoted. I don't know. I have no idea, but maybe there's clauses in the contract to say, yeah, if we get promoted X, Y, and well, Z, and that all falls down to how much money the, the club's got to spend on players because the loan. I mean, they could they could do eighteen month loan deals, two year loan deals, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I feel like they've built a squad. I mean, oh, what is he called? The the, the winger who's come from. I forget. I'll find out in a sec. It'll come to you once yeah. we finish. Uh, but yeah, he's he's come on and he's just given a, a different dimension. Like they they lost Amiobi last uh, two seasons ago. Uh, he went to Nottingham Forest, and he was an option. He could play down the middle. He could play out wide. And I think that with what they've got now, um, that's good. But they're on loan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and there's a, there's quite a few that are sitting on one year contracts where the contracts finishes at the end of the season. So it's but you look at that team spirit, like you said, at the end it goes for some. And if you've got a bond with a load of lads in whatever vicinity of work. You, you want to stay with not if you've got a good a crack. Promo- a promotion goes a long way as yeah. well. When you've experienced a, a high, well, they've experienced lows at the start of the season and then these real highs of getting promoted. And don't forget, like, call it what you want, but I like to call it the Reebok, but the Reebok Stadium yeah, yeah. is a good stadium. And yeah. when the fans are in there, it's rocking, like it is. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, and I And I think that next year, you're going to start to have fans in. Like, you're a player that's played for Bolton Wanderers with no fans in the ground and you've been on loan for a year and then you leave... And you've not been able to experience like real atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. With that Similar light. to Cavani, who we're going to get onto um, shortly in the next bit after the song. Uh, Cavani's obviously just signed a one-year deal. Yeah. He's hopefully going to experience Old Trafford. I'm hoping that was like the selling one of the selling points. And like you say, for people who've gone to Bolton, massive stadium. Was it 25,000, 30,000? Yeah, I don't tw- know what. 20-odd, tw- 27, yeah. I think. Obviously, yeah. they'd be bouncing as well. They're like, eager to get in there. Uh, Oldham, we'll finish off in League 2 and we'll move on to League 1. Oldham finished 18th on a bit of a whimper. One win in the last five games. Keith Girl took over, obviously, from Harry Kewell. League 2 football once again. Down in the bottom half of League 2 once again. Like, what What do Oldham do? It's looking bleak because, like... what? They're, t- they're literally, like, tethering 
I mean, what were they? They're nine points above from getting relegated. They've always struggled. If I remember right, last year was close as well. Mm. They've always struggled financially, haven't they, as well? And I feel for Oldham. Like, I I know we laugh about it (laughs) off off air. um, When when you come up with that stat of where they've done it for since when? The 90s? 1990. 1991. 1991. All they've done is they've never been promoted. They've never won a cup, never won nothing. They've just got relegated. They could be a stop, but they could realistically be in National League within a few seasons if something gets sorted out. They have not so much high-calibre managers, but high-profile Harry Kuehl, Keith Curl, uh, yeah, David Dunn, Paul Scholes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they've had, like, ex-players in there. They've had seasoned managers in there. Nothing seems, seems to, to have stick. worked. No. I, 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 that might... Come, it boils down to a few things, doesn't it? It could come up to the fact that the, the finances aren't there, so... They don't know from at all uh, transfer window to transfer window whether they're gonna be able to keep the players that they've got. Are they doing short term loan deals? There seem to be a lot, a lot of loans. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Again, um, they can't seem yeah, to. They've got a bad, a bad squad though. It's not like it's it's terrible. They've got a couple of decent morale plays players are absolutely killer though, yeah, doesn't it? And, it's that, isn't it? And, and and I think that's just a tainted club of well look at since 1991 of there's never been no progression they just need a good little I think for for them a good little cup run even in the football league trophy or whatever just something to give them a bit of an up unreal like run because you can imagine obviously being an Oldham fan you go to the match and your expectations are zero like a season starts your expectations are zero as a fan imagine just going to the match going yeah, but, you're, but you're always <laughs> going to get somebody who expects a lot more. Yeah, like, yeah. that's yeah. what you're going to get. I, I think that's I what do, the chairman's doing. Yeah, he's, he's like expects us a bit Premier League. <laughs> I f- I do think though that with these and hopefully I hope um, as well as think that with the injection of fans coming back into the grounds and stuff, like these smaller clubs like your Oldham's um, are going to get full grounds. Like I hope that happens. Yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. that people go. Let's on our Saturday afternoons. Let's take our kids to the grounds. And I hope I know we've had quite a lot of uh, guests in who are chairman of clubs, managers of clubs, uh, in in a semi pro level, and that's what they're looking to do. Yeah. Mate, just try your best to let them it be affordable prices, so they can come in. You can fill your ground when you've got an atmosphere and and Makes a and, and a fan base behind you just singing and cheering. That that'll help, like because they need they need some form of miracle to just pull them out yeah. of the rut that they're in at the minute 100% right so who's going to be joining Oldham next year is Rochdale they actually got relegated as yeah. it as it stood by one point in the end Wigan 48 points Rochdale 47 one point <laughs> you'd look- be absolutely fuming wouldn't you yeah but well, obviously Rochdale I, I don't know again what's going on down there they've had a, a bad few seasons in League One um, it's sort of They've done well most times to stay in League One, yeah, to be fair, because I mean, they're, they're another club that haven't got much money. No, no. I think he come out as well last year, didn't he? And I think he saw, uh, is it David Bottomley, I think it is, come out and said, we're skint, basically, so don't expect anything. It was yeah. basically it. And obviously from then, it's just, just gone downhill fast. You'd think, you'd think at clubs like Rochdale and, and Oldham, you would think that looking at a scouting system, has got Rochdale to be supposed forward. to have one of the best youth academies. I think they've just won the Youth Alliance Cup, I think. I'm not, I can't remember the full name of it, but I'm pretty sure it's the Alliance Cup or the Alliance Trophy. Their youth academy have just won that. I think they come second, third maybe in their league. Um, I've heard of loads and loads of managers and, and players and fans that they've got one of the best youth academies 
going and you look at some of the plays that have gone on in recent years even maybe Luke Matheson obviously gone to um, Wolves uh, Quando Bar I think that's yeah. right yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. going to go yeah. City I can't remember where he's going now yeah. I've seen him pre-season last year he was amazing by the way but that's because they've they not got the money so no. when these young this young talent pops up and a big club wants to sign them they have to let them go I what I was saying then in terms of scouting I would say Look at your lower your lower league, yeah. like so. Look at your because these these guys in the conference and the conference north and south, they don't have they, a few. A lot of them aren't tied into contracts. They're no. on pay as you play. They come in, they, they, they play for a while, and and it's easier to get them guys in. So I think scout them types of players, bring them through, like because like, the the step up from youth team football into open age football is massive. And when you go into League Two, League One, the the strength and power that you need to have that you don't pick up when you're playing at youth level is is, is worlds apart. So I do I do believe that if they focused on a good and they probably are, like I'm yeah, saying yeah. something that they're probably already doing, but uh, just focus on a scouting system to scout in those lower leagues. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then well, look to bring those guys. Hundred percent, I do because if you bring a guy like me when I was in my early twenties, mid twenties, and you say we're going to give you a crack of the whip at Rochdale, um, mate, I'd I'd die every well wouldn't die but I'd, I'd give it everything every yeah, yeah. game because it's my chance to, to be a pro footballer that's it just go for it we're going to play Texas in our lifetime and we'll touch on Wigan and get into do United now Cavani signed need to find another striker uh, Man United fans get in touch also we're going to be talking about if Man City and Chelsea um, play at Wembley obviously is it better for you um, getting down there they're, they're talking about um, increasing the capacity down there. Would you prefer to go Portugal now? It's given, given the green light. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Get in touch. Right, love it, love it. It's Ian and Lovey live on Manchester Radio. Uh, right, we're going to finish off on Wigan. So Wigan, Real Wigan is what <laughs> we've been calling them. <laughs> Mate, put your bets on them. At the end of every season, if they're in a relegation battle, put some big money on. Well, to be fair, as soon as they got the um, got safety in League One, they went they went to Port and they lost the last. But they lost two, drew the, drew one. Yeah, but in they, the last three, but they, they, they saved though, aren't they? Yeah, and so. that's sort of did they turn it on as soon as they need to. Yeah, classic. They've done they've done that since two thousand eight. I know, <laughs> madness. So, what do you reckon for Wigan next year? Obviously, um, they've got a new manager now. They've got Liam Richard, Richardson, uh, new owners. Bolton similar. Uh, obviously, both Wigan and Bolton. Had similar fate going down. Wigan, I think, undeservedly got relegated last year. Obviously, they did really well and they yeah. got hit with that twelve-point deduction. What do you think of Wigan? Quickly, before we're going to go into United. Yeah, so they've not got many many loanees. They've only got a handful of loanee players because I think that plays a big part. Once they all leave, and you can't um, sort a deal out to keep them, especially ones that have done really well for the club. They had to rely a lot on youngsters as well, didn't they? Yeah, they of the did. Season. Yeah, but this year, I've, I was just looking at um, the group that's taken over the Phoenix group, and um, they, they seem to have a little bit of money. So let's rising hope. from the ashes theme of the show. Yeah, so let, let's let's hope that the um, they, they just not, they don't have to inject a lot of money, but it's just mm. enough to maybe seal some of these these players that are on one year deals and whatever. I think Liam similar Richardson's to Rochdale, uh, Rochdale, sorry, Bolton. Bolton. Solidify yourself in League One this year. Don't think about promotion or playoffs. If it comes, happy days. But just solidify yourself. Build a foundation. Even if it's two seasons in League One, and then you can move up. And I think that's what clubs have got to start doing without yeah. thinking, right, we've got a load of money, we'll get a load of players, we'll get promoted. Yeah, like can. just just 
think a bit sensibly for a, just just a difference, just just a change of uh, focus, uh, which is what we're going to do now. United have just announced that we've got Cavani on a one-year extension. Now, his form has been unreal. But that, the thing is, is he'll give you that everywhere. He's done it his yeah. whole career. But like, what is he now, though? Is he 33? I think he's 34. 34? Yeah. And this is the thing. You've probably got him, what, for another, say, two seasons tops. I mean, it obviously, these last few months, he's been amazing. He's been brilliant to watch full stop. I've absolutely loved watching him. And I think, for me, it's one of the missing jigsaw pieces of United. I've been saying it for years that we just need that out-and-out striker, that someone who isn't bothered about going out wide or drifting into into like your, your attacking field role. It just stays in the box, sweeps up. We'll call him the mop. The mop. The mop. He's a, he's a, he's a, I hate this saying, and I'm going to say it, but he's a traditional number nine. Yeah. Like, that's what he'll do for and you. that's what like, we need. Yeah, but I think every club needs one of yeah. those. Because like, you've got so many flair players around now, people who want to play in numerous positions, that's the way football is nowadays. Someone who just sticks in that middle and lets everybody else run around, I think his goal on Sunday uh, typified it for me. Just in the box, flick on. Yeah. It, it, is there the amount of opportunities a seagull missing when he's not on the pitch because Rashford wants to go left or Mason Green wants to go right or Marshall, I don't know what he's doing, just checking out somewhere or other. Like, <laughs> he, he just he just like watches the game, doesn't he? <laughs> like, he, he's, he's something that we need. I feel like a replacement, an ideal replacement for him is Harry Kane. Now, there's been loads of rumours, uh, I've got to say it is rumours, that United are going in for a big bid for Harry Kane as a token to keep United fans happy, right? Mm. Now, Spurs aren't getting Champions League football this year. Harry Kane will have the chance to play Champions League football. Now, do we go for him now, this season, or do we have the chance of missing out on him but keeping Cavani? Well, you're keeping Cavani. Well, yeah, I know what we have, but yeah. if Kane comes, Cavani's... But then, but then for me as well, you've got a pool of strikers then. For me, for me, Kane would be my number one. Cavani would be off the bench, similar to what he is now, really. He comes on, he's, he's a different element, a different player. It is a bit a bit more aggressive, a bit more naughty on the pitch, and so if you need that type of player. I'd, I'd personally go for Kane this year and have him, get him. Because if you don't, City could go for him, Chelsea could go for him, Liverpool could go for him. Like somebody else could strengthen their squad, couldn't they? Yeah, I, I, I don't know, mate. I think that the fact I like, I like the fact that they've kept Cavani for another season, extended his contract. Even if for Greenwood, just to just to learn. Well, and that's you just touched on to the point yeah. I was going to make. So I would, I would, I probably wouldn't sign Kane. Was that? You're no. a City fan, you'll say that. No, but I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying Greenwood has shown. I think I've seen some stats where he's he scored the most goals at his age. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's mad. Yeah, mad and good he is. His, his, his finishing ability is unreal. What what he doesn't what they're not doing at the minute because he's young. They play him out wide and let him drift inside. But if if he watches Cavani for the next eighteen months, yeah, and then they start drifting him down the middle. You've saved a hell of a lot of money on a guy that's obviously proven, but you've got a kid that's from that's that's a young English lad that we could turn into the next like striking superstar yeah. for, for for England. Yeah, it's right. Could that's could then could then challenge Harry Kane to yeah. be the, the number one forward for England. He's like 
His finishing ability is unbelievable. But this this is the this is the thing. Like he just needs to de- develop the knack to just play. And I think the only way he's going to do that is by being given the opportunity every now and then. And if you've got Cavani there, that's not going to play every game. They can interchange them both. But if Harry Kane comes in, he's starting every week. Yeah. Every week. I do like Greenwood out on the right though. Right now, but I'd, like yeah. future long term. Yeah. Like to have him. But as then there's like you say, you start him out on the right. I always say like if you're out on the right, it's going to be hard for you then to get in the middle. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Because your game's adjusting to being out right and drifting in and cutting inside and do you like if you're going to be an out and out striker, then you need to play there. Yeah. And we need to then strengthen in. Right midfield. Well, you, you just need a right-sided yeah. player anyway. You just yeah. needed one. I mean, Gary Neville said that weeks ago. You just needed a right-sided midfield for a, for a long time. Um, but I, I, I think that, like, just give these young guys a chance. Like, stop just going out and buying everybody all the time. Like, like, uh, yeah, I get it. And you want to win championships and stuff. But that kid, he, he can finish. He gets, two, he gets two chances, he'll score you one goal. How quick he can get stuff out of his feet is unbelievable. It, it it mystifies me. It's like a little half step, poof, and it's off. Yeah, I ju- I just I just think that him being alongside Cavani for another another year to just watch and study and see day in day out what he does to get across that front post to nick balls in the box to anticipate balls uh, where they bounce where they drop because like he's got years 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 left for him to develop into the forward that like, I hope he does be. Yeah, and I'm and I'm a City fan, but. I'm an England, England fan. Yeah, yeah. And I, and Our I, England, again, uh, England future's looking really bright, isn't it? It is. We, we've got loads of great wingers and great attacking midfielders, yeah. but we've got one great striker. That's it. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, you could, I mean, people can argue the toss over Calvert-Lewin and Danny Ings and stuff like that, but this kid is a... this Mason Greenwood is a finisher. And he's 19. He's a finisher. Yeah, yeah. So, like, let's... Like, I mean, Arsenal did it with Thierry Henry. He was an out-and-out winger at Monaco. Went to Juventus. Was, they played him out wide. Moved him into a, a Arsenal. Told told him that Arsene Wenger told him you're going to move into the you're going to move down the middle. We just need to keep you out wide a little bit just so you can understand what the league's like, and then we're going to start you playing with your back to goal because that's what you've got to do as a yeah, striker. Yeah. You've got to play with your back to goal, um, and I think he could do it. 100 percent, he could do it. He's only young. He's he's not even filled out properly yet. No, yeah. <laughs> it's true yeah. that it is true. Right, we're going to go into. Uh, I believe and I think I love by darkness. We're going to pick up on the social about City and Chelsea. Obviously, the, the result that weekend, the Champions League coming up, the change of venue. If you've got any thoughts, reactions, any questions for the social, it's at quarter past seven. Get in touch with us on Football Man Cave right across our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or go on to manchesterradio.co.uk, scan the WhatsApp code, uh, give us a cheeky WhatsApp DM us, whatever you want to do, get yourself involved. After this, we have got Lovey's Legendary Tales, and it is Ebb's Fleet United. Uh, it's going to be a cracker. Okay, that's a cracking little song. I've heard that for ages, actually, in the darkness. Um, get involved. We have got the social in half an hour. Uh, any reaction, opinions, questions, anything you want to, uh, us to talk about, what you've listened to, get involved. It's at the Football Man Cave right across the socials. Right, Lovey. We've got Lovey's Legendary Tales. And we separately, I'll say we were going to say together, then <laughs> it sounded like we're the Netflix and chill night, um, watched BT Sport films hours um, 
at weekend, and obviously it was about Phoenix clubs. Well, we ca- wait, we kind of didn't. What happened was you watched it. I watched it and told you to watch and it. And then you rang me and said, <laughs> mate, watch this. This is unreal. It is unreal. It is right. We've, we've, we want to get right into this because I think I, I heard about this and I thought it was a Mickey take, I'll be absolutely <laughs> honest. Uh, but yeah. Crack on, love his legendary tales. So yeah, so um, what was the show called? That, what you asked us to watch? Hours. Hours. So hours on um, ESPN or BT, BT Sport. Sport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and what that's about? It's about Phoenix clubs. So what Phoenix clubs are? Any clubs that go bust or go into administration, um, then the fans then take it upon themselves to build this club. Uh, that and because the managers, the chairman, the chairman, sorry, have run it into the ground. They look at. The fans get together. Uh, so your likes of AFC Wimbledon is probably one of the um, earliest, to our knowledge, in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, well, you would say that until I, I talk about another one in yeah. a second. <laughs> uh, and then, and then obviously the more recent one that us guys from Greater Manchester know about is FC United. Uh, the reason why they come about, we talked about last week. Um, the, the Glazers came in, uh, a load of fans boycotted that, and then built uh, FC United of Manchester. Uh, one of the ones that was massively interesting uh, when I was doing the research was Accrington Stanley yeah I didn't know this nobody knew no. uh, that Accrington Stanley was it a- was <laughs> <laughs> it was a great advert but, uh, I bet nobody even knows about that advert anymore no maybe um, but yeah Accrington Stanley are, are a Phoenix club Newport County are a Phoenix club which is mad because they're doing really well now. Yep. Uh, and then you've got Berry AFC, obviously because of the folding of Berry Football Club, uh, which that show talks quite a bit about. And then Macclesfield, uh, Macclesfield Town, has gone bust this year, last year. Last year, last year yeah. uh, and they're looking to bring out Macclesfield FC for the start of next season. Uh, but <laughs> during the this watching this show, um, the Ebbs Fleet story was just the one that blew my mind a little bit. Blew yours, and then you rang me. Yeah, uh, I just remember going, mate. It's a bit late. I'll get onto it tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm when constantly I, on it. Yeah, but when, <laughs> when I watched it, it was crazy. Uh, so Ebbs Fleet United uh, between 2008 and 2009, uh, the club was owned by web a web based company. So a web based company, my football club, they took over. Um, and they wanted to take over it, and they wanted to give it all back to the fans. Um, which, great, great idea in principle. Oh, mate, great idea. I mean, yeah. the systems that they was using this this football club is, a, like I say, it's a web-based company. They wanted to buy this club and they wanted to um, oversee everything alongside the fans. Uh, the, the, my, the My Football Club uh, members uh, had seven days to register their, their opinion on the club uh, for the £635,000 takeover. So what um, My Football Club, the web-based company, did was they looked, they asked their fans to pay £35 each uh, and they wanted to get a maximum of 17400 um, of these guys to come and pay £35, which will raise them the money that they needed. They managed to get 17,368 members worldwide, by the way. So I didn't know Ebb's Fleet was this big of a yeah, club. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was that no. world known. Um, and then 607,880 uh, the they managed to raise with these seven seventeen thousand club owners. So seventeen thousand people now have I got mean, shares and own this club. Oh, Dave! Someone said, "Pay thirty-five quid, and you can." You've got a an club. Input. You'd be like, "Yeah, mate, here you go." <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that first of all, that's what enticed all of these people. I mean, I bet half of these seventeen thousand people wasn't even absolute fans. Yeah. I think no, they just, just saying thirty-five quid. I mean, I would have done that just like you said, uh, which which is 
which raised the money that they needed, that this website company needed, yeah, yeah. Uh, to then use all the systems that they wanted to use in order for this club to run. Uh, and this is where it starts to get a little bit taster. So um, my football club start, stated that the members would be able to make decisions affecting the club, um, where members voted on player transfers, budgets and ticket prices, among other things like painting the wall, changing the crest, uh, changing the club's team's colours, everything. Like So these, these guys owned <laughs> pretty much owned the club I, I find and had it a mad vote. that like they have to have a vote on shall we what colour shall we have? I can imagine like a colour chart like in the changing like, room what on the yeah. changing room wall. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like you go to B and Q and your wife's just going, Yeah I don't like that and then <laughs> she makes up some mad colour and you're like yeah, that's just purple. <laughs> the, the fact that there's seventeen thousand people having an input on this by the way. Oh, so I, like it's just a recipe for disaster isn't it and and, and the kit the, the big things are is like I said it's transfers Budgets, so how much the budget should be in order for the manager and the club to be able to buy these players. Ticket prices, so like um, we talked a little bit on the way into the studio today about FC United. They did one season, they said you could pay what you want for a yeah, season ticket. You're just setting yourself up for a fall, really. The, aren't you? There's some people that are just going to take the mick and go, yeah. right, well, I'll give you a five and, yeah. then, and I've just got a season ticket. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then they'll, they'll bring their own pat lunch and they won't spend no money <laughs> in the ground and they don't get no fans. Um, so that, that then, um, created a lot of problems and a lot of issues. So although the the idea and the thought behind it was unreal, uh, the fans buy into the club. Like A lot like in Germany, you've got 40% of the fans buy into the club uh, and they've got a bit of a... They do a vote on stuff, but then the overall um, decision is made by the owners of yeah. the club. This was... Which is right, to be fair. 100%. If you put a lot of people in... Front, well, we were talking about Salford before, you got six people making the decision... Which You've is got, a struggle. What do you say? Seventeen thousand people. Seventeen thousand. Yeah. Yeah. It's just which gonna go which wrong, all have an it? input. Yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously, at the time, the manager was Liam Dyche, and Liam Dyche sits every every week, every day, running this football team, watching the players play, seeing who needs to, who's on the level to be able to make this start an eleven, but then can't pick the squad that he the squad that he <laughs> wants because. The fans are, are these the consortium, the owners, the seventeen thousand yeah, yeah. people are going to decide. So, like on on the um, on the documentary, uh, one of the, the the chairwomen who are, are involved in it a little bit, she says, "I don't know nothing about football, but I know about business." And she says, "Like I'm going if I'm one of them people within that, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for the person who looks the best. So if yeah. this lad looks fit, he's got he's nice legs. It, yeah, yeah. I'm picking him to play. <laughs> now the manager be like, "Yeah, he looks unreal, but." Well, <laughs> he, can't, he can't run for toffee and his, his head's not on it because his head keeps falling off. So what happened was then they later did a poll favouring the manager to pick the squad decisions. So I think that was a wise choice. Um, and then by February 2020, 2010, uh, the, 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 at the time, the next renewal date of the members to come and, and re rebuy their position in the in in the ownership of the club, uh, it, it, it emerged that the renewal rate had fallen. Um, by the beginning of the 2013, um, my football were cons- considering options at relenting the, the shareholdings of the club because now it had dropped considerably. So they'd gone from the 17,000 people that have first said, I want shares in this yeah, club, yeah, yeah. So it had dropped down to under 10,000. So if there's under 10,000 people, well, with 17, it was less than that. With seven, 17,000 people paying £35, there was, uh, there was generating 650000 per year. Uh, now it's a lot less. Um, I think it was. I think it says seven thousand actually. So seven thousand fans, seven thousand people from seventeen thousand. So last they've lost ten thousand, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so and then the revenue drops you, a lot. If you got it, how were they going on in the league at this time? Uh, well, it's it's crazy because once the um, the owners, once the running of the club went back to Liam Dyche, uh, they went into their first final right. uh, in the in the league cup. Uh, right. Well, the FA Trophy, the League Cup Trophy, yeah, yeah. They, and that was the first appearance at Wembley. So they had a pretty good run. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. behind the scenes, money wasn't coming in, and things started to struggle. Uh, so by uh, by the beginning of the 2013 season, uh, the football club were considering options at uh, re- relinquishing, which is hard word for me to say, <laughs> their shareholding status in the club. And then by April, um, they had to f- they, they managed to fret for administration uh, when a Spanish-based um, businessman, Carlos Carlos Quibir Carina, don't know if that's how you say it, uh, took over the club. He, well, he tried to take over the club, but that fell through. Um, and then after a long, long period of nearly going into administration because these 17,000 people to 7,000 people have just decided to paint walls blue, yellow, pink <laughs> and whatever else they wanted to do, uh, all come crashing down. Uh, takeover bid from a company, KEH Sports Limited, uh, a Kuwaiti based consortium uh, where a chairman had then, uh, Dr. Abdullah Al Hamade. Uh, offered to clear up the, urge, the the debts that needed to be sorted of hundred and ten thousand pounds. So now they've they've got them guys they've, in they've charge. They've gone the opposite they've way. They've gone now, the total opposite way. Yeah. So I, I, I think if you're going to do it with fan based, then that's not the way to go. No. basically, and you're going to end up needing a, a proper owner in. If a, it's a nice experiment. Yeah, it was. But a, I don't it, think for a, an established football club, it's a nice experiment. I think for, I think for the company, the web the web based company was was buzzing and it was a great idea but if you've got 17,000 people all arguing about <laughs> about well, you said it went into the stands transfers. didn't it, and it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, so, themselves. so the fans ended up arguing in the, yeah, yeah. In the stands or bef- in the pub before they went to games people was arguing about decisions that we made like there's one transfer that, that they talk about in depth where the manager had to then he wanted to sell them the player wanted to leave they put it to a poll and half of the fans didn't want them to go 20% did want and it just got really yeah. really messy really quickly and that would have generated enough revenue in order for the club to continue to I mean, to be Keep fair, running. if you make a decision as a manager or a board member, then there is going to be a percentage of the fan base that isn't going to be happy or a percentage that will be happy. And what you're basically doing there is seeing what percentage isn't happy. You, know, you, you can see in real time mm. who wants it and who's not. But obviously, putting it into the fans' hands is, is a little bit different from like the manager, like you said, who's with them every pe- day and people just don't like the look of a player yeah, yeah. like so like you think about the club that you support and you'll uh, instantly a player will pop into mind where you just don't like him it might yeah. not even be the way that they play you just don't just like them because you look at them you just yeah. don't like them yeah. yeah they shouldn't be in my team and whatever uh, I just think that the way it's run uh, at German cl- football I think everybody can agree that that, that like I don't know what would you call it. The the, the element that they use is yeah, is system, system maybe, yeah. yeah of what they use is forty percent is is a, a bit of a a fan based owned where they've got a, a, a decision or they vote on polls in order for things to happen within and around yeah. their club. So you've got an ultimate decision maker, but then you've got fans who can get involved. And you look at them. I think we've got thirty seconds um, with. I think who was it? Was it the Bayern Munich at Dortmund owner come out and said? We could put our prices up. We could earn an extra two or three million a year, but we don't want to. And yeah. G- Germany have, have always been nice low prices for the fans, and it shows. Their it, really? clubs don't go bust, neither. No, and that's it. Completely different. So good in on that one, lovey. I enjoyed that one. You will do. You I, picked it. I know. 
<laughs> I know. It was a good enough. Um, right, coming up, we have got uh, halftime songs. And then after that, we are going to be chatting. Uh, well, we're going to chat about City, actually. Nice. In the socials. Any questions, anything you've got, opinions, reactions, give us a shout. Manchester Radio. This is your Manchester, your music. You're listening to Ian and Love It from the Football Man Cave live on Manchester Radio online. So we're going to pick up where we left off because we didn't get time to fit it in. City versus Chelsea, Champions League final. We'll start off at the weekend. Do you think that Chelsea have beat City now twice? Under Tuchel. Under Tuchel. Who, I think, personally next year, we'll get onto in a little bit, I think Chelsea will be up there under him because they look really good. Uh, do you think any of them two results mean anything psychologically going into the Champions League final? I don't think so. Not Racco? No. no. Uh, well, if you look at the... Right, well, that's if, that over now. <laughs> 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 Let me finish. Let me get a breath. Um, I think that if if you look at the squads, the, the starting lineups that City have played, I know that people are going to say, oh, they could play anybody and they've got the best team anyway because uh, the squad's unreal. But if you look at the FA Cup uh, game, it was a it wasn't City's strongest eleven. Yeah, uh, they, they played the second string keeper or whatever. Uh, it was pretty decent to be fair. Um, but and then if you look at the game on the weekend, it was exactly the same. They had Aki at the back. Uh, they rested a lot of players. Um, <laughs> we we should have been two up. And do you know what? Right, I, just, I actually finally just seen that, that Aguero penalty. Just this on morning. Just on that. Right. So everybody was picking holes. I mean, I, I seen um, Stephen Warnock on Sky Sports talking about um, this penalty miss and saying what Aguero should do. Would, he should have just drilled it in the bottom corner. Now, right, that's fair. It's a fair point. And it's yeah. fine to say. But, mate, Aguero is a top-class striker. And if you take away the element of him to be able to just do things like that, yeah, yeah. then you're taking away half of the goals that he scored in his, <laughs> within his City career. He because, must have felt confident enough, yeah, to do that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. Not. I mean, I think them, them um, type Penenkes. of penalties always look worse when the when the keeper, yeah, obviously nine times out of ten the keeper's diving in the doors. It's that kind of second guess he's done it, but because he's just casually just one handed, left hand just picked. Like it was a, just the speed that he did yeah. it. And to be fair, nobody's really picked. It's going to sound proper city of me this, but nobody's really picked out. Uh, the, the keeper reacted <laughs> really well because yeah, yeah. he went down and then got back up and yeah. caught it. It just wasn't enough power on it. And, and City City players play for a manager that encourages them to express themselves. And if that's not expressing yourself, I don't know what is. Now, you can say what you want, just drill it and bang it in. Sergio Aguero misses penalties. As a City fan, I've never been confident with him in fr- on the, at the penalty spot. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, he'll try to drill it in the top corner or the bottom corner. And the amount of times that he's hit the keeper, it's not gone in the corner, it's hit the keeper's wrists or whatever and gone wide. Or he's hit it wide himself or over. He's done it loads of times. So why not try that? Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. Well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, going back to... Uh, the Champions League final. I just, I, I think, I think it's City's in the bag. I said it a couple, couple of months, a couple of months back. To be fair, uh, trust us to win it. The one trophy that we've not won. Trust, yeah, trust yeah. us to win it with no fans in the stadium. Well, I, know they might, I, know, I know, I know, they might only be four, four thousand. No, they're talking on. about twenty five thousand. Let's hope so. Because UEFA have said today. I mean, obviously, I think from what I've read, it's, it's going to be announced tomorrow. But um, they want it double capacity. I think. I think was it. 12,000 say they want yeah. double capacity or triple whatever it is 25,000 and then they want 
I think they said 3,000 delegates coming over quarantine-free as well, mm. like all the VIPs and all that malarkey. Because that's why Portugal's... The venue. as a third option. That stadium Algarve's decent as well. It's a I good... mean, for me, I love Portugal. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I was a City fan, I'd be... Especially with the old uh, green light. Especially with my situation. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> mind it being to be but fair. But realistically, and this is something I've said for years, if a team's playing like that, that um, City-Chelsea, it was going to be over Istanbul. For me, even like FA Cup semi-finals, I don't agree with them being at <laughs> Wembley whatsoever. It really winds me up. But it should be at a neutral venue, middle-ish, to where both teams are. The issue me, is, the issue is, is it's about revenue, and about money, about revenue. and it about winds me up and that's football. Yeah, it is, and and people have been moaning about it, especially with the Super League and stuff. People have yeah. been moaning about it even more in the last couple of months. Yeah, but uh, it is revenue. The FA Cup semi-finals have been put back at Wembley because it generates a lot of revenue yeah. for Wembley Stadium. But shoot, like United and City, obviously, in a couple of semi-finals over the years, going all the way down to London. To play a semi-final when you could find something up here. Well, I, I the remember fans obviously early morning, late night, loads of extra money. Semi-finals for me, a final should be played at Wembley. The semi-final should not be played at the stadium you're going to play the final at. No, should, it, it should be it, one legs as well. It should be one leg. When it's like quarter final and the fans get to semi-finals, some of the teams who never played at Wembley, it's their final. Yeah, yeah. And it just yeah. takes the edge off it. Yeah. I, I, Park I agree. And Old Trafford nights. With some of the best. Yeah, I think Villa Park and, and old, yeah. like Villa Park's right in the middle. Yeah. So it's a proper traditional old school stadium and people love like the, the memories that people have of, of Villa Park. It's most it's most professional footballers' favourite stadium to play yeah, at as yeah. well. Yeah. When you hear them talk about it. So Villa Park's a shout, an absolute shout. Just play the semi final there. I am a big fan of one legged semi finals as well. Yeah, I don't yeah, this two, two yeah, even away in, goals, I, I aggregate. Mean, I, I get it in Champions League to a point, but Think it just drags it out in in a cup competition where it's just straight up knockout like yeah. the FA Cup and the League Cup just should just be game. one game yeah. all the way through. Like, oh, yeah. I've got to do it all again. Like obviously Roma. Yeah, well, I, I, I like I like the I like the two legs in the Champions League, like you said, because it's a chance for the home fans to see their team playing. Well, I think it, a two-legged League Cup semi-final, pointless. Yeah, yeah, I I do. And like do replays agree. as well, pointless. Yeah, I, I, the reason why the Champions League games are always at a neutral venue somewhere else in Europe is because uh, it's just that exposure for that that city, that country, or whatever. And who wants to trek over to Turkey? But for the, a fi- final? the thing is, is they can't, they can't, um, they can't guess or I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they can't go. Them are the two teams that are going to be in the final yeah, of the Champions I League. I get League. that, yeah. And they pick the they but pick then the. Why vent- don't they have like a couple of stadiums, three maybe, and go it's dotted around Europe? For potentials, because it's like it's like choosing the Olympics. You've got to, then there's got to be enough hotels. There's got to be enough enough police to police the yeah, the yeah. teams getting in there and stuff. I think there's more to it than just yeah, I'll just bang it down there next week. Well, I think we should just get Ebb's Fleet United against <laughs> Salford City in the Champions League final. <laughs> we'll just give them a chance to vote where it's going to be at, and then that'll be it. But <laughs> All seventeen thousand nine hundred yeah, of them. Where we're playing, but I think. I say like the, this venue changing obviously with, with Villa Park at the start and the obvious choice is Wembley or even Cardiff's yeah. Millennium Stadium um, where the FA Cup was at for God knows how long yeah. semi-finals should be at a neutral ground like this FA Cup it, it just winds me up it just doesn't get in <laughs> it really it's something that really really irritates me <laughs> really does we were just talking um, at half time then um Obviously, United won yesterday. 
We're now 10 points behind. By the time you lot, Man City, play on Friday, is it against Newcastle? Yeah. We could potentially be four points behind you. Now, I can't, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to get my red hat on and say, it's already on. We're going to catch you (laughs) because City, obviously, the the way they're playing, but they, they did lose at weekend. I'd love it to go to the final day, mate. You sound like Kevin Keegan. I'd l- yeah, yeah. let's just go for it. I've got my headphones on, actually. Yeah. Go for it. But I'd, I'd love it, love it, <laughs> if we could go to last day. I can't see it, personally, but just imagine the scenario. The is, that's the beauty of football. Yeah. There's, there's always the opportunity. Imagine um, the scenario that we win the league. I mean, I, I'd put a pound on it. That's that as it? much as I'd bet on us winning it, the league it, it right would now. Be, it would be as explosive as the one when City nicked it from United in yeah, the last yeah. minute. That's how explosive it'd be. But we, I think that uh, what, who's your, what's United running? We've it's, got Leicester tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Liverpool, Liverpool Thursday, and I think we've got Fulham next yeah. Tuesday. And then who's your last? And one? then Wolves. Yeah. Away. So I think yeah, yeah. You do Wolves. I reckon Fulham. Fulham will have yeah, already we'll beat, gone. We'll beat Leicester, Liverpool. Yeah. I think with ease. I don't think Ful- you'll beat Liverpool. And then Fulham is the one where we should be easy beat them and I was like nah mate three yeah. points to be, to be fair the Leicester game might be a bit more difficult than you think because they slipped up didn't he against Newcastle yeah but Brendan Rodgers is having his usual wobble isn't he yeah well he's got his eye on he's got his eye on Tottenham hasn't he <laughs> so in his that's, mind he might be like Ooh. for me Tottenham we're already seventh that's a step down for me Go I think Leicester now I, don't know, I wouldn't say they're a top four team I wouldn't say they're getting the Super League but they're a decent top level team if they've now, got the money they'll the get year. the Super League yeah yeah <laughs> But over the years, obviously, they won the Premier League. They've always been there or thereabouts. Mm. I think for Brendan Rodgers to go from Leicester to Spurs is a step down. I, do, I like the Leicester project. I like, yeah. what, I like how it is. It's like, a nice yeah. club, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's one yeah. of them clubs you don't mind. Yeah, you don't mind it. When, when they won the league, everybody was happy for yeah, them. Yeah. Everyone. Like, everybody would have rather had Leicester won it than, than Tottenham. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was as yeah. simple as that. I think as well, you can see that they're really punching above the weights, but... They seem to be. You, say, you say level, that, but like at a level now where who who they sign normal. and 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 their like their scouting policy is unreal. Like some I of the love, talent that they've brought through their club. I love that Wilfred Ndidi, and yeah, I've said for years we should get him. Tillemans is their best player. Do you reckon? Yeah, for me. Ndidi's stats over the past four or five years have been unreal. I think because they they usually play a four four two, don't they? Um, but they're good. But yeah, a, a spot on club, and I think it'd be. A, it, just Tottenham's shiny new stadium. It, it sounds and looks un, unreal on paper. But I think Spurs' it's a bad project. fans as well live way above their own expectations. Having not won a league title in their history, yeah. that is mad. I mean, I mean, yeah, actually looking, I've got the league up now. Arsenal ninth, Spurs seventh, Liverpool sixth. You got West Ham, Leicester, and then Chelsea United. But I think not- Chelsea United City are going to be the three that are going to be. Um, Liverpool will be back in there. No, nah, I don't think so. Mate. Do you not think? No, but they're done. They'll have they're to done. They'll have to reinvest. They'll have to reinvest. And, and I mean, if you miss one player, big player as well, Van Dyke, and your season's as bad as it is, it's not just that though. Come on, and Klopp's lost it. They've won the league with no fans. I'm happy. I won a Champions League. Yeah. See you in a bit. Right, you've had your moment now. <laughs> That's proper United coming it out is, of that. Yeah, it? It <laughs> so I'll get me impartial. But I, I am looking at the league table. I, I do like the way it goes because I, I, I used to get bored of the the top the top four the top four. It was we the used same to be top, top four. two in United Arsenal and then yeah. it was United Chelsea. Then it was the top four. And then if you look at it over the past ten years, I mean City have, to be fair have dominated. But there's been so many. You got Chelsea, mm. Leicester, Liverpool, City, United. So many that have won. Because what I don't ever want it to be or become. Is a Bayern Munich? They won nine on the trot. 
Juventus. Juventus, nine on the trot. Well, they're not. They're not going to be winning another couple. No. They've just. They might not even make the Champions League this year. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was going to say La Liga, but that looks tasty this no, year. I like, no, see, I'm a massive fan of La Liga. Yeah, I'm as not. you as you know, and and everybody always says it's just a two two club league, but yeah. um, three this year. Atletico were always in the mix, and then it's Sevilla a, it's in a, it's the mix. It's an interesting one, though, isn't it? It's a it's a really good league, yeah. mate. And, and, and one of the most exciting leagues this year. And I thought I'd never would say this, but it's the French league. I was supposed to, have to jump on that, <laughs> mate. There's four teams that could. I win can't it. believe all United fans, or not all, I'd say a section of United fans were crying out for Pochettino. He's gone to PSG and could lose to Lille, who people have called the French Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, but the, but but say, saying that, though, he did inherit them when Tunchal left. They was way off, way off. Yeah, but it's still PSG. It doesn't matter, in the mate. French like League, the, with the players you've got. No. It should be, it's like going up to Celtic in the pomp and not winning the league. <laughs> it's exactly the same. I'm glad we stuck with Solskjaer. Anyway, right. <laughs> we had a bit of a rant there, didn't we? It was, it was a little bit. A little bit. We're going to go with Baby Bird, You're Gorgeous, and then I've got a special Ian's Pub Quiz. Right. Love it. Ian's Pub Quiz. We have got Stockport. We're going to be chatting about them uh, in the National League coming up after this, but it's Ian's Pub Quiz with a little bit of a difference this week. Now, love it. We've got nobody in the studio to, to fight with. You've, well, you're five and zero, oh, I think it is. This yep. is our thick, thick show live. So yep. five and zero. Oh. But this week um, is a little bit different. We're, we're going to have no scores. I just want to have a little bit of fun. All right. So the quiz is because <laughs> I'm always giving you jibs about your age and playing football. <laughs> yeah, you're walking football. You're old man's football. The full lot. I'm always giving him a bit of a jib about playing football. So this week is is Lovey older or younger than? <laughs> Are you ready? Hang on. Ian's pub quiz. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ten questions. All I want you to do is tell me if you are older or younger. I feel like a what's it called? Bruce For- was it Bruce Forsyth who used to do the cards? Higher or lower? Play cards, right? Play yeah, yeah, cards yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Feels right. Like that. Well, yeah. Right. You ready? First one. Joining at home as well. Love is old. Did it, I was going to say, these people at home don't know how old I actually am. <laughs> is Love It older or younger, this is an easy one for you to get you in, than the last time Oldham Athletic won a trophy? <laughs> I'm older. Correct. Oldham, 30 years, 1991. All right. <laughs> Question two. Is Love it older or younger than the age of Rivaldo in his last game? Ooh, No. I'm younger. Younger. Yep, younger. Rivaldo was 43. Yeah, he was. I thought I thought 44 because he you? played with his son. Did he? Yeah, put his son come on in that game, remember? Right, question three. That's two out of two, you're doing all right. <laughs> Is Lovey older or younger than Stuart Pearce's age when he took over at Nottingham Forest? Oh, is that his first? Is that when he... I'm not talking to you. Oh, God. Uh, younger. Younger. Wrong. You're oh, older. Really? Stuart Pearce was 34 when he took over. And I think it was caretaker role as yeah, well, Yeah, he was, because he was player there, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. 34-year-old. See, I've got that mixed up because he t- he's come, he come back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Two out of three. Question Good. four. Is, <laughs> is Lovey <laughs> older or younger than Slatan Ibrahimovic? 
Oh, mate, we're the same age. But when's his birthday? Oh, God. That's proper, like... I couldn't care. Itches, inches that. Uh, I would say he's older than me by a couple of months. So you're saying you're younger than him? I'm younger than him, yeah. Wrong. You're older than him. Really? Older by two months. Am I? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. That's crazy, that. It is crazy. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna give you a random stat. I played against him. Did you? Yeah, yeah. When, when? Was, like so when I was at Burnley and we played You played for Burnley? <laughs> <laughs> Don't start Get it that. In. Got it in. When it was yeah, uh, so in a youth team we played in a tournament at the Amsterdam Arena. Right. And he was playing for uh was it I, I the Swedish team that he played oh, for no. No, before he went there. Kind of thing. Youth, it was his youth Malmo. team. Yeah, no, Mal- was it Malmo? Malmo? I'm sure it was. And and he was pl- he was playing for those. And um, he, he was he was as big as he is now. And he just was he, he was just palming people in the face out of the way and just gliding past people. Yeah. So that's my claim to fame. Got, I got got skinned off last <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Question five. Is that two two out of four? Isn't it? Yeah. Question five is love it older or younger than Drubiel Cisse. Bro, Cissé. Oh, God. Um, Cissé. I'm going to say younger. You are older. Again? By him? Four, I know. I'm by really? four months. That's crazy. That. I was. I thought he'd be 40 odd when I was looking. I'm sure he retired about 10 years ago. I or feel like I was watching him play when I was in school. <laughs> you definitely weren't, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Two out of five. Question six. Is Lovey older or younger than Ashley Cole? I'm I'm younger than Ashley Cole. You are. Yes. Younger. He is uh, currently forty. Mm. Last year, three out of six. Is Lovey older or younger than when Espanol's B team was formed? <laughs> what is that, by the way? You love Espanol, don't you? I do love Espanol. Um, oh God. Younger. You are younger. Hey. Espanol was created the same year, but obviously a little bit st- earlier. At the start of the season. Which I thought was was mad me to be Am fair. Am I on four? Uh you're four out of seven, I think. Yeah. I'm doing all right, yeah. Doing okay. Question eight. Is Lovey older or younger than the last time Aston Villa won a first tier league title? Oh, I know that Le- it was before the Premier League, it was Leeds, won it? Did they win two on the bounce? Um, I'm going to say younger. You are younger by seven months. I tell you what, mine. I've got some. Good I've got guessing. it upstairs. Aren't good, I? good, good guess. Mate, I just you heard me live on air. Yes. Calculate it. <laughs> <laughs> so the year you were born, a, a, a TV personality as you are, will not give away your age. But in the year you were born, <laughs> they won it in the mate. <laughs> Played for Burnley once, you know. Right, <laughs> question nine. Is that five Five out of nine? Five, yeah. Uh, five out of eight, sorry. Is Lovey older or younger than Trevor Francis's record £1 million move from Birmingham City to Nottingham Forest? Younger. Younger? Yeah. You are right, younger. Oh, 1979, that was. He was a player in, by the way. I can't believe £1 million record fee in 1979. I'd have put that as the 80s, me, I'll be honest. Yeah, I would have thought it was the 80s. Yeah, mm. good shout. Anyway, six out of nine. Last one. 
Is Love it older or younger than Peter Beardsley's move from Manchester United to Newcastle United? I, oh, God. Man, I didn't know he played for United. Oh. I know he did Liverpool Everton. He actually, I think he started at United. I think. Did he? I'm not sure. I saw him younger then. Reckon younger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're older. Really? Older. Sorry, yeah. 1983 he moved. Did he? Yeah. Peter Beardsley. I'm yeah, he went on Peter. loan somewhere mad. Okay, I ain't got it on me. He went on loan somewhere mad, went back to United, played one game, and went Newcastle. And then I think he went I think he went Liverpool. That's madness, that. And he ended up playing for Bolton, if you remember. Yeah, I do, yeah. And Everton. Yeah. And some mad over teams. Um, so what was that, six out of ten? Six out of ten. Did all right, eh? Yeah, it was all right, that, weren't it? 60%. So I quite enjoyed it. So last night, obviously, we were chatting. That's what I texted you saying, <laughs> my wife thought you were way older than you are. <laughs> 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 I was just trying to find stats, and I'd, some of them have actually blew my mind. Uh, but I had a bit of fun with that one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not your missus's friend, by the way. If she thinks I was older than what I actually am, that's not nice. If you're listening, Lee, that's not nice. You look it right. <laughs> <laughs> Final part of the show, we're going to be chatting about Stockport County's promotion push. Um, get us at Football Man Cave and the Stockport fans. Let us know what you think. I presume you think you're going to go straight back, straight up. Um, it'd be great, obviously, to see them back in. Uh, the football league get in touch it's the football man cave right across the socials let us know we're going to play you love us by manic street preachers and then we'll get into the last section of the show manic street preachers right final part of the show uh what we going into stockport county so we're not really spoken have we obviously with the efl and the goings on of the super league and such like but um stockport county currently in third in the national league <coughs> excuse me Look like they're. Well, it's, it's a bit weird the way the National League is. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, they've got obviously one promotion place, and then you've got second and third who I think play one game. So basically, they play the semi final. Mm. And then you've got fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh who play a quarter final. Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's really. Obviously, out of all that, basically, two go up. Um, Stockport are six points behind Torquay. They have a game in hand. And they're playing Torquay after, not this week, the week after, I think it's live on BT Sport, I think, I'm not yeah, 100% yeah. sure. They've got Dagenham and Redbridge next, mid-table-ish. Um, unbeaten in five, though, by the way. All wins. Then they've got uh, Woking, not one in five. Literally on the cusp of getting relegated. And then Yeovil, who are a bit indifferent, final game of the season, mid-table. So, a favourable running. Really, that Torquay game is yeah. a massive game. If they can beat Dagenham and Redbridge, they go within, say, four points or so. And by the time Torquay come around, they could be right up the tails. Yeah. Now, it's been a bit of a mad season. Obviously, Jim Gannon got replaced by Simon Rusk halfway through the season. Yeah, January which I, came in, didn't Which, it? for me, was a bit of a shock. Yeah. That with what Jim, Jim Gannon's done over the, the past few seasons, obviously getting them... Into a, I remember watching them in National League North when they when they steamrolled that. Basically, they were absolutely amazing. Um, Did good with them in the FA Cup as well. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. National League last year, obviously, um, it, it got curtailed near, near the end. They were unlucky to miss out on a playoff because I think if the season would have played out, I think they would have got into the playoffs quite easy. Mm. Did well, obviously, this season they were doing okay. They were still in the playoffs. Um, so, I, me personally, I don't really know. Uh, what's going on? You, you read loads of stuff on Twitter, but I have no idea. Simon Russ come in, 
They're unbeaten of five, four wins on the trot. They're six points behind Torquay with a game in hand. Do you think, with four games left, I always give you these questions. <laughs> do you think with four games left, they're going to do it? They, they could go up. I hope so. I really do hope so. I think they're, a de- they're like the. Stop they're a sleeping giant, aren't they? Yeah, you stop go to their ground. Big place. Yeah. I went to their ground. Um, I think they were in National League North. And I think that it was a record. For, I don't know if it was that season or what, but uh, or a non-league record. But I think there were six, maybe 7,000 in there. And when they scored, that eruption yeah, yeah. was unreal. Because of the size of the ground, it kind of complements the size of the crowd, if if you catch me drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was brilliant. Like, And I thought, wow, th- this has got to be a football league club. Like, These are down in... National League North, they just obviously don't deserve to be down there. No, um, they were the last club, as we've said previously in two thousand two, to be in the Championship, apart from Wigan and Bolton. Yeah. So I, I think that as well, like because of the following and the fan base and the size of the, the size of the town, I do think that if they get into League Two this year or next year, then they've got a massive fan base to just spur them on, and people are what a play guy plays or what a play in that in that. Oh, in that, at that club in that league, the, the chairman, the owner's got the, got the money because uh, he's he's threw quite a bit at some players, hasn't he? I mean, they've got the likes of John Rooney in there, yeah, yeah. And he's played like Wayne Rooney's little brother. He's played in uh, he's played in the MLS for New York. He's been about. Um, I, I, he's all, I feel a bit bad because he played for Barrow last year, um, and it was bridesmaid never the bride because Barrow came into the football league. Yeah, yeah. John Rooney didn't make it into the football league. Played for Chamber for a bit, I think. Um, Lois Maynard who's a player that I've played with before in the past uh, I just I've seen him playing in the football league he, he had a good stint with Salford yeah, yeah, got, yeah, in, got into the football league and then didn't get got got carted out midway through the season and hardly got used in that season uh, I'd love to see him get given a chance in the football league and have a good a good solid couple of years playing in foot in the football league. He's got the ability. John Rooney seems to. Most of the squad seems to. To I mean, be captain fair, Liam Morgan. He obviously captain <clears throat> yeah. Salford. Yeah. Um. To to league football, he's played league football previously. Yeah. They've got. To be fair, they've got a decent good setup. Set, there. Yeah, they've got yeah. a good setup. They've got a good squad. Got a good good group of lads and stuff. So I'm just looking at the at the these group these groups are the last the the seven three to seven clubs. Um. So position three to position seven. So you've got Stockport, Hartlepool, FC Halifax, uh, Wrexham, and Notts County. And we all know Wrexham. I've got Ryan Reynolds as the owner. It's not, <laughs> it's not bad, is it? No, and I, and I think that, like, to be fair though, if you look at that, well, we've got four games left. Realistically, there from Eastleigh in tenth up to Halifax in yep. fifth, you're talking three out of six <clears throat> potentially in the playoffs. There, that's like quite a tight. Mm quite tight there Stockport they've given themselves loads of breathing space yeah um, Hartlepool are out of the bum there one point behind them but I just think momentum again I mean Stockport I, I hope they hit that momentum I hope they, they stay in that third position because you don't want to do that that quarter final no. play yeah well, play the quarter finals and then you have to play in the semi-finals and then you have to play in the finals I'd, I'd rather I'd rather sit in that third place and go semi-finals do you, do you know why through. the National League like that um, I have not got a clue. I'm guessing it's got something to do with North and South because you've got the two leagues below it and North and South, so it give them an ev- a level playing field to see if more teams can get in. Yeah, um, it just looks I'm a bit mad, sure. doesn't it? But yeah, if you're not getting promoted, you definitely want to be in second or third. Yeah, uh, Sam Russ obviously at the start it seemed a bit rocky. Everybody again going off social media 
weren't too happy. Um, n- new owners, but they come in. They've got they've got rid of Jim Gannon. They've brought another manager in. Obviously, I think it was Jim's third spell at the club. I yeah. think I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Played for him. You know, I mean, he's had success with them in the past. They were doing okay. Come out of the blue. Um, if obviously they do go up, then it was the right decision, weren't it? Really. Yeah. But if they don't, it'd be a third a third year in the national league, and they've come close. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's again one of them. Obviously for Stockport, last year they were close. This year they'll get close. Like they have to do it again. It's a bit. It was sounds stupid. It's a bit like when you play FIFA and you're on career mode and you don't get promoted. <laughs> you think, oh, I've got to do this again. <laughs> like you're, you're so you're so so close that you you like. You've got to put everything into that, haven't you? Yeah, I, I think so. I'm, ju- I'm looking at um, just a few things as well. It would be good, probably good for Lois Maynard to um, play Halifax in the final. Yeah. Because he used to play for Halifax. It will be a good little. And then him win, obviously. Uh, but like I said, like I, I'd love to see them. Um, I think they're a football back. league club. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I don't know if that's a bit of biasness, but they, they've got a big following. Yeah. Um, the new owners putting some money in. Oh, mate, I, I, I would. I'd like to see him in the football league. I mean, our, our dream a couple of months back was to see League Two have see him all in. Yeah. <laughs> to have Just them all, get in them all relegated two. and promoted and I all mean, in the same one. What that would do for this show would be unreal, by the way. But like, in but potentially of, next year you could have. You've got Rochdale, obviously. You've got Salford City. You've got Oldham, and then you could have Stockport. Yeah, in there in that League Two. Yeah. Um, and again, for for us, obviously, you you want them all to. To do well and go up, what there's matches in there. I mean, you look at a, you go into Stockport's ground as a as a League Two side. It's a, it's a bucket list taking yeah. it. And you're down yeah. there. It's like National League, and you go to Stockport's ground. I've not actually been since they've had it all done up. Mm. Uh, I know they've put a bit of money into getting the stadium sorted out and stuff like that. But yeah, I'd love to see them. Hopefully, they can do it. Hopefully, they can they can win Dagenham and Redbridge and go into that Torquay game. Um, Torquay have actually lost eight. Drawn eight, Stockport have, have lost seven. Yeah, but they've got they've, drawn they're, they're, on a, they're on a good run at the minute. It's a run, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just look at it, Stockport four wins and a bounce. I know Torquay have won three, drew two, but it's momentum in it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Getting mm. them wins under your belt, and they've got players in there who've played football league, who've won promotions. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you never know with football, but you'd think, like you said, you'd think the moment it's Stockport, what have they won four and a bounce? Yeah, yeah. Drew, drew one of the five gate left last five that they've played so yeah doing, let's hope they do it yeah. doing alright yeah. um, well we've got one minute two minutes left so let's finish off with Altrincham obviously their first season back uh, they had double um, promotions back to back promotions in there not doing too well 17th but they're staying in though they're staying there yeah what are they? 42 points uh, Kings Lane relegation is on 29 so they're safe and it's I spoke to Phil Parkinson beginning of um, last season, and he said basically it's consolidation. Yeah, stay in there, get your feet under, and then move on. To be fair, they had a great start. They had a really good start. Yeah, they were there, flying at the very but start. But they had so they? many games in hand. Obviously, everybody that's why they were so far up. And then they started drifting down the league. They've not actually won in the last five. They drew one. They got one point out of the last fifteen. But um, again, hopefully they can stay there. For me, Altrincham. Maybe National League is their level. We can At the see. moment, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think they've got to put a bit more into it to they had a bad they had a bad build up. It's a cracking little club to yeah, be. Yeah, they had a bad time a couple of seasons ago, yeah, didn't yeah, they? They yeah. run out of funds. I think every every like sort of club has that little bit of a dip. Unlike Oldham, most of them bounce back within a few <laughs> years. Yeah, Altrincham um, are doing that. Obviously, Stockport had a massive dip from two thousand and two down, and now they're back on the ascendancy. But um, I mean, to be fair, Altrincham could, could be playing Oldham in a few years in that national league <laughs> if it carries on. It's it's very very realistic that that could happen um that is it that was quicker sh- and quicker every that week that is the it? show that is the show um we've had a great little time actually i thought i thought i'd be bored of love it for two hours but <laughs> to be fair the music's helped out a little bit <laughs> um right so we're obviously back next week um we're back every monday six to eight love you to get involved go over to our social media it's the football man cave um, right across the socials give us a follow we're going to try and get a little bit more interactive as the weeks go on couple of lives um, have a little bit of a chat um, we're going to be putting obviously if you've missed out or you've missed some of it get on the podcast that'll be up in the next couple of days and um, yeah hopefully we'll see you all next week love you see you next week mate see you later Sports Social Podcast Network Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.